We're going to talk to the Queen of America in live in Los Angeles. That's uh, Kinsey Schofield, of course. Uh, welcome, Kinsey. Hi, Kevin. I am fresh-faced out of the shower for the one commenter that said, I cake on my makeup when I talk to you. This is for you. That triggered me. <laughs> well, you look stunning without makeup or with it. Either way, Kinsey, we don't Thanks. mind. You're looking good. Uh, let's talk about our favourite couple, Harry and Meghan. Uh, now, there's a story today uh, in the Mail suggesting that after Harry's hopeless ineptitude at showbiz... Uh, being someone working in the showbiz industry has been revealed. It's just absolutely hopeless. His great idea was let's make let's make an Emily in Paris series only about a man. <laughs> That's his idea of an idea. So he's no good at this stuff. We're learning that Meghan, in the wake of their Spotify deal being cancelled, uh, by the way, don't forget, Harry didn't produce anything for that $20 million. She produced 12 podcasts called Archetypes. Well, they, don't they forget the Christmas special. Don't forget the Christmas special the Christmas with Tyler special. Perry. Now, the, anyway, this article is suggesting that this couple, uh, Harry and Meghan, and we don't see them together often very uh, more, uh, are leading increasingly separate lives. So that Harry's talking about getting back to what he loves, you know, helping people. And he wants to go to Africa to make a documentary about underprivileged people there. Meanwhile, the Duchess of Netflix is busy doing, trying to do deals that will plunge her more and more into the showbiz world. In other words, that they're not necessarily uh, leading lives that are uh, together anymore, uh, that they're going to be more and more separate. What do, what do you reckon of that? Well, I saw an article supporting this one that was talking to some publicists in, I believe, in Los Angeles and New York that said that Harry and Meghan were simply going in these directions um, to, to, to spotlight their strengths. But I'm not sure either one of them have strengths. I think that their strength has proven monetarily to be their association with the British royal family. Uh, are a lot of people going to tune into Harry's documentary about Af his solo documentary about Africa? I don't know who would, um, unless he's going to, which I had reported a few weeks ago, unless he really is going to go into memories of healing there after the death of his mother, um, perhaps if it's focused on how that was a sacred place for him, yes, people might tune in to hear him talk about healing there. Um, but I don't really know if it's the charity route, if there's no mention of his mom or father, how many people would truly tune in to just watch Harry talk about that. And then Megan, you know, I think she's really trying to thrust herself into this luxury world. Um, I think she wants to be an ambassador for high-end brands. I think she wants, to, I do think she wants to go the Gwyneth Paltrow route, but she is such a polarizing character. Yeah. With really no proof of, you know, the, a return on investment. Um, okay, Suits was writing you out towards the end of your time there. What, whether or not you married a prince, you were getting written out of the show, allegedly. Um, you know, uh, the, the Netflix documentary was entirely based around you basically slandering the British royal family. Um, I don't know who's going to go, yeah, we want her to be the face of our new moisturizer. 
Yeah, uh, that's the point, because there was much talk, because uh, we were get, nearly going to talk to you last week, but of course the events in Russia superseded everything. Uh, but at that point, uh, we were just digesting this astonishing article in the Wall Street Journal, which analysed the breakdown or the implosion of their business empire, the way Spotify got rid of them. Uh, a, a top talent agency man in Hollywood saying, uh, just because you're famous, it doesn't mean you're great at stuff. Uh, and you're that does, see, yeah. does seem to be uh, the story of these two, that if they're not... Uh, pouring a bucket over the British royal family, they don't have much to bring to the party. Uh, as this guy said, his name was Zimmer, Jeremy Zimmer, I think, he said, uh, you know, it turns out she's not very good at audio. The Archetypes podcast weren't very good. Uh, I, and she, I, she I, doesn't really have any particular talent. And he's got even fewer talents. Well, you know, I just read a book by um, Landon Jones, who launched People magazine. It's, you know, he it pro was probably launched here in L.A. I'm not sure, but I know I heard you used to live here. Um, the Kardashians demonstrated, he says in his book, this is uh, called um, Celebrity Nation. The Kardashians demonstrated that public contempt is not a career killer as long as the same people that profess to despise you continue to talk about you. Yeah. That reminded me of Harry and Meghan. Are, is this end game for Harry and Meghan? Hell no. They, you know, no, because we, they have proven to, to people like you and me that people are still interested in them. Yeah. Why not just Kardashian? Why not just go straight reality show? I mean, I think that that is where they could really yeah. succeed. Good that idea. Scene yeah. where Meghan is so mad that Prince William allowed one of his employees to testify against her. That was gold in the Netflix documentary. Go full Kardashian. Let us, you take the power away, Harry and Meghan take the power away from people like you and me when they go full reality show and they show us their highs and lows versus you and I seeking them out and discussing them on television. Yeah, and so this time last week, uh, the, 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 all the talk, was about this potential deal that Meghan was going to do with the Dior French fashion company, to be the face of Dior, uh, a big-time influencer, uh, allegedly able to earn as much as $200,000 per post on Instagram or what have you. Uh, now, where I was doubtful about this, and I've been proved to be right because there's no sign of this deal, is if you want to hire an influencer then you're not going to choose someone who lots and lots of people don't like. And that's the thing about Meghan. Yes, she's got her supporters, but she has many, many detractors. So no company is likely to hire someone like that when they can find someone who's almost universally popular. Do you see what I mean? Well, so I don't think she has much of a future as an influencer. Well, I think that that's why William Morris Endeavor is trying to transition her into a Gwyneth Paltrow, an entrepreneur. Um, they've even there's even been rumors here in the states that she's talking about creating some sort of subscription service or subscription box. What is that? Megan's favorites that come in the mail at the beginning of every month, and you pay her thirty dollars a month, and you get some of her favorite products. I mean, there could be that as an option. Um, but you're you're absolutely right. And where I was tipped off with that Dior article is it said that a, a um, a socialite, a Los Angeles socialite, is the one that gave them the scoop that Megan was talking to Dior. And I'm like, 
in this economy, we don't have socialites. Even Paris Hilton's working. You know, even Paris Hilton's got a nine to five. So I was already, you know, that uh, that was already showing me some warning signs right there uh, that, that a socialite would be giving them the scoop. Um, but, you know, I think that Megan creates creates brand or creates a brand that she can then sell and whether it's tig 2.0 i don't know i'm sure she, she can come up with another name if she'd like to but i think that she really has to work with the audience that she has established because kevin there is an audience for megan oh um, yeah i know i i know because they tear into me on twitter every day it's why <laughs> i it's why i don't log in uh but there there is an audience out there for her so she's just got to figure out what it is they would purchase mm -hmm. and create that product and what about him? I mean, one of the things we should discuss, uh, I want to talk to you about your president in just a second, but uh, uh, in terms of these two, uh, Harry and Meghan, so they've lost the Spotify deal. They say, oh, we've agreed to part company by mutual agreement. Well, I bet you it wasn't Meghan's idea, if you know what I mean. Uh, now we're hearing Netflix. I've got exactly the same concerns that Spotify have, which is this lack of productivity. We gave you $100 million. You produced one series, uh, and there's a couple, there's one on the Invictus Games coming up, a couple of ideas in the hat, but nothing much going on. So we're hearing that Netflix want to get rid of them as well. Uh, what, so, you know, Megan, as we've discussed, uh, she'll work something out, I guess. And you're quite right, uh, Kinsey. Both of them remain figures of fascination. But what do you see as Harry's future? Um, well, I, I was curious when I read the line in the Wall Street Journal about the Great Expectations prequel. I was oh, like, yeah. oh Ali's, Ali's probably hard rolling his eyes right now because we just had this whole debate about BBCs, right? Wasn't it BBCs yeah. that was so, like... It was an abomination. Oh yeah, the BBC one was terrible. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah. what, what, let's let's get the TV critics' eye on this. Uh, would you look forward to a prequel uh, featuring Miss Havisham as a young, powerful woman in a man's world? <laughs> I, I would clear the column for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not in a good way. Not in a good way, exactly. I mean, their ideas are pathetic, aren't they? I mean, Harry's saying, "I've got a great idea. I'll interview Putin, Trump, and the Pope." about childhood traumas and they, he wanted to interview the Pope about fatherhood. I suppose he's the whole, Holy Father, so in that respect. But in other respects, maybe the Pope isn't the guy to ask about fatherhood. He's not really right. allowed to be a father, is he? Right. Um, no, I mean, the, the, the ideas that we've heard are absolutely appalling. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but I, I think with Harry, I do think he's going to have to go the speaker route, which I'm not sure he's physically comfortable with. We'll see how well his Africa documentary does. We'll see how well Heart of Invictus does. Um, but I just think that he lost a lot. People like me that would have tuned in solely because we loved his mother and we loved mm -hmm. him growing up. He's lost a lot of us along the way because of how destructive he's been towards his family. So where I normally would have turned that on on a Saturday when I was just looking for anything to watch, you know, on my weekend, I won't now because I think of him differently because of what he did to his grandmother and his grandfather. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really felt like he made the last few years of their lives a living hell. And there's a new article today in the Daily Mail that say Harry and Meghan blame their failures yeah. on COVID. The bad death luck. of the Queen. Bad luck. They blame yeah, bad on luck. COVID. Prince Philip being sick. Yeah, and I mean, Prince that's... Philip being ill and all this kind of stuff. Absolute rubbish. Uh, and then the trouble is, essentially with these two, if they're not 
pouring a bucket on the British royal family. They're boring. They're worthy and boring. And there's no money in this. Uh, we've left this a bit late, but I still want to get this in, uh, Kenzie. Uh, let's talk about your president. Uh, he's been at it again, uh, confusing Ukraine with Iraq. Let's have a listen. Here he comes. He'll be here. He's always late, Joe. Uh, it's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he has uh, become a bit of a fly around the world. Yeah, so uh, Putin, apparently, according to your president, is losing the war in Iraq, uh, as well yeah. as losing it at home. So here he goes again. Another gaffe from a president who incredibly wants to do it again. We can't let this guy continue in that Oval Office, can we? Um, no, I think that Putin's probably shaking in his boots right now with, ah. with Biden's criticisms. Um, I, I really, I know that you guys don't care, but I think that RFK Jr. is a really strong candidate, and I'm seeing the support increase for him. I'm seeing people like Joe Rogan really give him the time of day. I think the Biden administration should be really concerned about RFK Jr. I know he's got a checkered past, but we have forgiven worse. Look Look at what Biden and his family are accused of doing and how the mainstream media continue to bury it. Um, I, I think that all eyes should be on RFK Jr. because I think he's he has some pretty common sense talking points that really will appeal to the American public about pharmaceuticals, about, you know, he was anti-lockdown, was shut down by all the mainstream yeah. media social outlets when he was saying... Well, he's an anti-vaxxer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that in a pejorative way. I'm just saying that uh, it's very unusual for a mainstream politician to be an anti-vaxxer. But I also think that it's it's less about. I think it's le I think it's more about not forcing us to put it in our yeah, bodies. Yeah, if you, you want it in autonomy, your body, yeah. go ahead. But we shouldn't be forced to put it in our bodies. Um, but no, I, I just don't think that, sincerely, I just don't think that Joe Biden is a legitimate option going forward. He makes a mess of everything. I think he's incredibly embarrassing and he can't he can't execute. He's going to, he's going to, everybody gets free college. Everybody gets free college. Not today, you know? So it's like he can't even execute his campaign promises. Yeah, yeah, because he, he tried to buy the votes of the younger generation by wiping yes. out all student debt and the Supreme Court has just ruled that's not lawful. They can't do it. So he's saying, oh, we're going to try it another way. I mean, as if it's some kind of policy that everybody wants. All he's trying to do is to buy the votes of young people who've got yes. crippling student debts. It's uh, shameless and blatant.